Welcome to the Hunting Dog Public, where we talk about everything hunting dogs and more. I'm your host, Cody Moreland, and let's drop that tailgate. Today's word comes from Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 18.21. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland. And today we're talking to Mr. Jody Mullins. You're talking about a man that slays some squirrels. And he is the founder of the Mullins Fast Breed. For those of you that's interested in getting a Mullins Fast or on the list, have your pens ready because at the end, he will give his telephone number. All right. Without further ado... Mr. Jody Mullins. Hello. Is this Mr. Jody? This is him. How are you doing? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. This is Cody. I talked to you yesterday about maybe talking to me for a little bit. Yeah. I didn't know if you had a time to talk for a little while. Man, all I've got is time. Well, uh, you know, that's the most valuable thing we got in our day and time. Hey, every morning I wake up, I'm proud. Hey, I understand that. I'm, the older I get, the more I appreciate it. Oh, you're still probably a young man. Yes, sir. Well, I'm in my mid-30s, so. Hey, I, I was in my mid-30s just a few years ago. Hey, time flies. 40 years now, you know. Yes, sir. Time flies. When you're having a good time, it does. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Got it. All right. Well, I was wondering if you want to talk about these squirrel dogs a little bit. Yeah, buddy. All right. When when you ready, I'll ask the first question. Go ahead. All right. All right, guys. Today I got Mr. Jody Mullins on. Mr. Jody, tell us a little about yourself and where you're from. My name is Jody Mullins. I'm 73 years old. From Reed Scott, Tennessee. Uh, now I live in southern Arkansas, a little old bitty town called Bearden. Been here 30 years. Uh, first moved to Arkansas when I was 30 years old. I stayed seven years. Moved back to Tennessee, to Lebanon, Tennessee. Moved. I stayed seven. I stayed seven years, and then turned around and moved back to Arkansas. I've been here ever since. I got you. And you're retired, is that correct? Yes, I'm retired uh, uh, from a caterpillar dealership here in in Arkansas. Uh, actually, got out when I was sixty two, and getting enjoy in, everything. Getting to enjoy the retirement. Yes, I got you. Uh, I always ask, just for the people that don't know. What kind of timber, or what, what's the terrain like in the area you're hunting, or you're in, rather? Okay, oh, we're, we're in real flat country where we hunt, uh, real swampy country, a lot of standing water in places, uh, big timber, big jack timber, uh, the, the timber itself, of course, it's like everywhere else, they, they, they think they got to cut every tree in the country now, you know, but. Uh, a lot of vines. Uh, when we got squirrels, we have big squirrel numbers. I mean, uh, of course, it's like everything else. You, you 
you've got to have a good dog to begin with, but uh, you've got to have good country to hunt in too. Yes, sir. So y'all, y'all got a bunch of squirrels. Fox squirrels, gray squirrels, what y'all got? Most everything we got is gray. We do kill a few fox squirrels, especially on the rivers. Uh, one of the main leases I hunt on is bordered by the Washita River, and there's some fox squirrels on it. And uh, uh, out of a hundred squirrels, we might kill six or seven fox squirrels. Uh, kill kill a black fox squirrel every occasion. I got you. We we only got grays just about around here. If you kill a a fox squirrel, it's a trophy. Oh, this this uh a fox squirrel much easier to treat too. I mean they 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 just do better. Uh, more scent. Harder for them to get in a hole and get away, ain't it? Yep. Yep. I got right. you. So let's start from the beginning. What was your first interaction with a hunting dog? It can be any kind of hunting dog. Well, I was born into a family of dog raisers, uh, but my first hunting dog, I bought a, a little registered beagle with my buddy. I hunted with when I was 12 years old. Five colors is what I give for. Uh, in fact, I got a picture on the mantle here of her. Uh, that's how I started out hunting. We was rabbit hunters, beagle hound hunters. I had beagles all my life until I started with the squirrel dogs. Yes, sir. Them them rabbit dogs are a lot of fun, ain't they? Yes, yes, I had them. And I always, you know, I, I wanted the good dogs, the good jump dogs, the dogs that run from the front of the pack. I didn't want anything to walkie-talkie type dogs. I want him to go and, you know, I like get that rabbit around, kill him, let's go get another one somewhere. Yes, sir. I got you. So, you started off hunting with beagles, rabbit hunting until you got into squirrel dogs and what was the first squirrel dog you ever hunted with? Okay, the first, the way I started these dogs, I live next door to Willie Nelson. Well, well, before we get to this, had you ever squirrel hunted before you got into them? No. no so so your very first interaction is the story you're finna tell. Yes. Uh, okay. I never, never, never hunted with a squirrel. I still hunted, you know, and, and, and I lived in Ridgetop, Tennessee. Real yes, hilly, rough country, you know. And uh, I, I raised pedigreed, pencil, rover, pigeons show rollers and somebody had given Willie Nelson a bunch of Maine coon cats. Big old big old they looked like a coon, colored about like a coon and it was big. We turned them all loose at his farm. He had two hundred and forty acre farm behind us. And when he got rid of all the turkeys and the hogs and the ducks and everything he had over there, them things just went wild. And they was massacring my pigeons. They'd come at night, anything they could reach through the wire and hang a claw in, they'd just suck it to the wire and kill it. So I wanted something, I wanted something to, to protect my pigeons. I seen an ad in the Farm Bureau paper, Mountain Fast. So I contacted this guy. He was 50 years old, doing the middle-aged crazy, marrying a little old 25-year-old girl, moving, losing his farm, and Moving to town, he's the last one of his family that had these dogs. And he showed me a picture 
of his granddaddy with him. Yes, sir. I know we've had him for three generations of people. So I got to the turn them loose, started, they start about six, seven months old, they started training cats, coons, and possums. Uh, they'd get me up two or three times a week, something free. That kid for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Then they started training squirrels and groundhogs when they was probably, they was probably 10 or 11 months old. And, uh, that's when I started killing squirrels with a dog. And, uh, everybody's seen them wanted one, you know. So I cut, I, I, I rode over practically three states looking for a super nice stud dog, you know, that was, I just couldn't find anything I liked, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the looks and I just, I've always been too particular, you know, and uh, yes, I contacted this guy that I got the original dog from, and he found me a tight cousin to these two females I had, and I bought him as a broke dog. He was about two years old, smart as the top, coon dog, squirrel dog deluxe. His name was Smoke, and that's what I started this line of dogs with. So, you started the line with a dog you found and the dogs you got from uh, an old guy that decided he'd rather run off and live in the city. Yeah, yeah, he was like, like he was in the middle age crazy, and so I got the last, in fact, this is the last litter of dogs he ever raised, and I got two puppies out of that, and then I got him to find me this cousin, and that's what I started with, and uh, I studied these pigeon pedigrees, and, and the winning is man in the country, we're talking, talking about big competition, we're not talking about going where there's 20, 30 some, animals, we're going to 1,000 bird shows, 40 exhibitors, maybe 20 different states represented, and this one guy was just dominating. And he just happened to be the guy that sort of got me started. So I started studying all his pedigrees, and he sort of took me under his wing. And everything he had was a family. Every bird he had was kin to each other, every one of them. Yes, sir. And he just called it a family of birds. He said, that's the only way I could ever get consistency, you know, raising anything consistent. And that's what I modeled my dog breeding over was the pigeon pedigrees. I bred them just, just like he bred the pigeons, uh, tight kin folks, kin folks on all four sides. And that's that's where I come up with the idea that I listen. If I listened to the old timers, I never would have had any. Oh, you can't breed to that. They got the same granddaddy. Yes, sir. Uh, you can't do that. Uh, you know, they're, they're cousins. They hadn't started line breeding back then. Yeah, I knew it had to be a better way because I seen so much junk out there, you know. Mm-hmm. I got you. So this is off topic, but you have struck my curiosity. What exactly was you doing in these pigeon shows? You they just they look at them, or did you actually? It was a show confirmation, and they judged uh, you judged on station body condition feather condition, uh, and people would say, well, man, I 
But all pictures look alike to me. First off, they they don't. If you'd never seen a roller show roller pigeon, I could put three pigeons in the pen, a good one, a mediocre one, and a sorry one, and I guarantee you, you'd pick them in order. So that, that's the best one, that's the second best one, and that's the sorry it's never failed, and people that didn't know anything about them, you know. But mm-hmm. if you got a dog for eye, uh, eye for a good-looking dog or something like that, uh, same difference. Just it's just like looking at a beauty contest, you know. Yes, sir. So so it's more or less a bench show for dogs, but for pigeons. Yeah. Same okay. thing. It's the same thing, just a whole lot bigger and a whole lot more competition. I understand. All right. So that. That story gives me in multiple questions. You said you was neighbors with Willie Nelson? Yes, Willie Nelson. All right. <laughs> he, he sang a little bit of country music. Yes, sir. I, I've actually heard of him. I sure have. All right. My next question is, Is what did the dogs size-wise and, and color, like do they look like they do now or through breeding have the looks changed or the body? Selective breeding, I have changed them to pretty well exactly what I like. I put a little more size on them. I made them a little bit prettier. They was good-looking dogs to begin with. The colors are going to be black or red uh, with some white points on them. And every occasionally, I raise one with a whole lot of white, maybe a red head or a black head, maybe one or two out of a hundred. But probably the best dog I've had years and years and years is a, a funny-looking dog. She's sort of not spotted, but got a black blanket on her with, with lightning stripes like running up into her. But she, she's never thrown a puppy that looks like her. Uh, everybody wants a puppy that looks like her. The first time I bred her, she had eight puppies. Not enough white on all eight of them to cover up your fingernail. And the next time I bred her, she had she had two black white trims, two red white trims. Uh, Shane Mason got one of the black and white ones. Called him Traver. Wade Hildebrand had one. He called him Tra. Uh, called no, he called him uh, Postman. Yes, sir. I've seen pictures uh, of Postman. Yeah, he he died actually in. Last summer in Tennessee, I think he was hunting him at night. I don't know if he got too hot or not. And I kept the two red and white ones. I got one called Poison, one called Friend. Now, uh, what size was the original dogs you was hunting before you have bred? They was about 20-pound dogs. Uh, that's what I want my females now to weigh 20, 24 pounds. I want my males a little heavier, 25 to 30. Like down here, we got a lot of water, and it, it, it just helps when they have to drag that water a lot of times. And uh, I like for a dog to be able to hunt all day long. I, I, I want him to out hunt me for sure. I won't be able to eat the sandwich. I can't do it anymore. But used to, we'd eat, sit down and eat a sandwich at lunch, drink a bottle of water, and then we'd go back to the same dogs and hunt them all the way to dark. And be sure to carry a light, because if you didn't have a snap on them at that last tree, you're going to start coon hunting at dark. <laughs> that was one of my questions I was going to ask, is have you coon hunted them, or was it strictly squirrel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they coon, they'll treat coon, I've killed coons, 
of course, possums, bobcats, they lay a lot of hogs. Uh, I've tried breaking them off of hogs, but it, it's, I've never had a shot collar or a tracking collar, so it's futile. I mean, I holler and stalk and throw and kick and whip. I just finally give up. Go on there and kill a hog and get it over with. <laughs> so you still don't hunt with, do you, do you currently hunt? Are you still hunting right now? What now? Are you hunting to this day, or have you slacked off on that? Oh, yeah. I've slacked up a bunch. I can still hunt a good half a day. Start, you know, early in the morning, I can hunt the lunch, but I can't hunt that evening. Most of the time, I can go back the next day, though. Uh, I feel good enough. I got a left knee that really bothers me a bunch, but if it went for the left knee, I'd still be going. Yes, sir. So, so you're still not using any sort of tracking system? I got you. Um, so they started off as red or black, twenty-ish yep. pound dogs, and I assume under sixteen, eighteen inches. Yeah, that's about fifteen inches. Okay. Uh, the average on, on the beginning, and very, I'd say, very little white. But I even off the original dogs, I throw a, a one just about snow white with a black. Black head or redhead, and uh, and actually the guy that I got these from told me about. He told me he said you uh, most all these dogs was like say solid, no no white trim. And he said years and years ago I throwed a white dog that had a little black spot around the side. And he said I didn't like it, so I give it to the kids up the road. And uh, yeah, I come by one day. A year or two later, and he said they were skinning a pile of squirrels on the front porch. I stopped and asked them, and they said, well, we killed all of them with that little, that little dog I called a snowball that you give us. And uh, he said, occasionally one of one I bought, he, he bought her back, and he said, but she never throwed any, any light-colored dog, but occasionally he said, want to pop out back now, you know, back through the blood. Yes, sir. All right. So... You started your line of dogs in 1970-ish. 74. 74. Okay. What, you just wanted to start the the Mullins Feist, or was there a reason you was there? I assume the Mountain Feist was, or there was some sort of Feist registry back then, or was there not? That's, uh, that's exactly right. Back, back up in the hills, like say, when I got these dogs, uh, he said, there's only two kind of feist in these mountains. And he said, there's mountain feist and there's barnyard feist. I said, I didn't know nothing about feist. And I said, what's a, what's a barnyard feist? He said, oh, everybody got them. Every barn you go to, every house you go to, it's got the inside, it's got, got them. He said, they're little uh, ears stand up ears, spotted dogs. And he said, they kill rats and possums and always digging after something. And he said, every yard, but he said, these mountain fast are, are, are just different. He said, they've been raised to, to put meat on the table, you know. And, uh, yes, sir. He said, that's what we always done with them. Hmm. So, so you just decided that the feist you was going to have was, you didn't want them to be mountain feist, so you didn't want to register them that way. You just decided to start a mullet's feist. I didn't start Mullins Fast, and I never said Mullins Fast. But over the years, what happened, these dogs were so recognizable because they such a tight family dog. People say, 
them in Molin Five. They'd see one so one. That's a Molin Five. Molin Five. For long, it's just what everybody called them. You know, when they say them, but that's a Molin Five. So uh, that's the name. I guess I adopted it then. You know. Yes. Sir. I always called them Mountain Five, but now there's so many things they call Mountain Five. It's unbelievable to me, you know. Uh, I believe if it meets the height and weight requirements, you can about single register anything, can't you? Yes, you can. I, when I go back to the first store where I was looking for a dog to breed to, I found a dog. Nice dog. Squirrel dog. Good-looking dog. Yellow. Pretty head. Ears turned down on him. I mean, muscled up dog. And I got to asking the guy. He said, well, he's a registered bound fast. I said, that's what, what is it? What, tell me what he is. What's his blood and all that? And he was a four-way cross. He was a quarter beetle hound, a quarter rat tear, a quarter short-haired spitz, and a quarter mountain curd. <laughs> he was mixed. So actually, he didn't have a drop of fast blood in him, but he was, he was a good looker. I mean, he looked good and, and was a nice dog, of course, but you don't want to breed nothing like that because consistency is what you're looking for in breeding. You, you're not, when I started with these dogs, I get about one out of ten that was really a nice dog. Okay. Three four, you know, three or four that was three squirrels and three or four that wasn't worth nothing. And now I get out of ten dogs, I get three or four cracker jacks, three or four that's really, really nice, and then maybe get a couple, a couple that's not not so good, you know. Yes. Sir. Most puppies are going to develop according to who gets them. Yes, sir. How much time you invest in them? Yeah, you don't invest your time. I'm talking about time. I'm not talking about putting him in a pen and releasing him till he's nine months old and then take him out yeah, on a week, weekend. If, if you don't have time, most people don't need a puppy. If you can only go on Saturday to hunt a dog, you, you don't need to hunt a, you don't need to, you don't need a puppy. Just save up and get your wife, give you some money and buy, buy, buy a dog and a tree squirrel, you know. Yes, sir. I got you. So, you didn't set out to start a pedigree, but it ended up, it is a pedigree, is it not? Or is it just a name? Yeah, it's the Mullins Fice Registries out of Missouri. Okay. Uh, How did that come about? Let's go uh, that route. Mom has been doing it a long, long time. And uh, actually, she's called a bunch of people over the years trying to false register dogs, you know. Uh, out of dogs that's been dead and all kinds of stuff, uh, but most of these registries, if you'll, if you'll sit down and copy your wife's poodle pedigree and send it to some of these registries and call it a Mullis Feist, you'll get back Mullis Feist papers on it. Huh. That's hurting them in a lot of people because they don't they do not do their homework. They don't study uh, you know, enough. And, uh, they just take people's word on what, what's what, you know. Yes, sir. So when you when you decided that you was going to take the name and start a pedigree, yeah, I got in touch with that lady, or she got in touch with me. I can't remember, and, and decided that's that's the way I wanted to go because I tried actually back when UK started registering these fives, they wanted to do the Mullins Fives registry. The first dog they let in was a half Mullins Fives, and that. 
keep up with how many Mullins Fass have been registered? I'm sure there's a lot. I didn't know if you kept up with how many had been every year you find out how many he's done. Or... No, I don't. I, I don't keep up with, with what's run through the registry. That's, she strictly owns that and controls it. She, uh, the registry got nothing to do with me. That's the way I want it. Okay, I got you. So, them first dogs... Did they have uh, flop ears or did they have prick ears? You know, the ones. They had turned over ears. Turned over ears. All right. Yeah, I had a red one. I played red, yellow, and a black one. And uh, that's, uh, in fact, the black one was uh, on the day market a squirrel dog. She'd be a five, six, seven thousand dollar squirrel dog, and her sister was probably a five or six hundred dollar dog. But her sister. The sorrier of the two was the reproducer. She rep- reproduced the other one down near 10 over. Uh, wow. It was unbelievable. The black dog is actually, you can't trace any pedigree I got back to her. Uh, I don't have anything running. Yeah, all of them run back to the yellow gilt. The old yellow gilt's got a minute. Uh, she, was, she was the reproducer. So the the sorry dog, as you call it, you can trace back to it, but the show enough good squirrel dog, you, you didn't breed it much. Just it, nothing would. I, I, bred, I bred a bunch of puppies at first for a bunch of them, but she wouldn't. She, she throw one to that other dog throwing ten. It was unbelievable. It was just uh, I could I could never raise anything. I wanted to move forward with this. my. My theory on thinking is sort of like the pigeons. You've got to move forward. You've got to be getting better. This has got to be better. This is everything. Got to be a little better. Be moving forward. Don't try to stand still. So, man, I got a really nice dog. He's done this. Keep keep moving forward. Uh, try to raise your odds on raising all them dogs. Trying to get him a little a little faster, a little bigger, might get everything about them a little better, you know. Always be moving forward. Never, never stand still on them. Now, back then, in 1974, 1975, I know you said you started in 74. Yeah. It Did the Mountain Feist, I assume that was a registry, you said it was that, or just regular barn, was that Mountain Feist actually a registry back then? Or did they just call yeah. them Mountain Feist? They were actually, let's see here, I'll open my old book here if you've got a minute. I've oh, got plenty of time. Where I was going with this question, I don't know if you can still hear me, where I was going with that is, is back then, did they have a size tolerance, or has that been adopted in the latter years, they they did have uh, some guidelines, but man, I don't want to get flagged to you. I can't remember exactly what all of it was. I got you. All right, here's here's one of the older ones: United Squirrel Dog Registry. 
that's that's one of the oldest ones. Okay. And then I think here's another one. I think it was even before that, maybe Universal Kennel Club. Does them have dates on them? Yes, this Universal Kennel Club was this date. This dog was registered was December the eighth, nineteen eighty. I got you. That's that's quite a few years ago. What if, like a Universal Kennel Club, I'm sure they, you know, they've been gone forever. Yes, sir. I think it was one more of them, but I can't, I can't remember, like I said, this. The United Squirrel Dog and the Universal Kennel Club was the two that I've actually got some papers still stuck back here in the back of my book. Now, did you dual register your dogs when you started, or did you just? No. I don't, but now a lot of people do that hunts in these hunts, uh, hunts in these, uh, big money hunts, uh, in fact, uh, Shane Mason, he's, he dual registered my poison dog in the NSD. Mm-hmm. I'm not big into, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with competition hunts, I've just never been much in it, but he's DNA profile search and all that, you know, where if he gets a puppy that wins some money or something, uh, me and Shane get some money back out of it some way. I, yes, I don't sir. understand all that stuff. <laughs> I'm just old country boy and likes to go squirrel hunting. I got you. So, back to I want to, I'm, I'm still wanting to talk about these original dogs. Did they have dock tails? The, all of the original dogs was long tails. Okay, do you dock tails now? Yes, I dock. If it hits the ground, it's not natural bobtail, I dock them. Okay. Actually, the bobtail come in. I raised a little bitty black her dog one time. That was bobtail. It was a super dog. And I sold him to a friend of mine in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And one of the times I was trying to get out of dogs and not raise any dogs, I had loaned him some chips, and he turned around and raised two puppies. And I come through one time, and he said, hey, here's your puppies. I got your puppies ready. And uh, <laughs> so those two chips were actually, I'm not talking about 40-pound mountain curve. I'm talking about a 25-pound mountain curve daddy. Yeah. And their mama was a mullet size. I took those two chips raised one round out of them, kept those, and those ended up, in fact, I, a guy come through, and there used to be a guy, he's dead now, his name was Peanut Baby, and I guess he was sort of a buyer for him or something, but I sold him seven dogs at one lot, uh, yellow bobtail male in the bunch and six females, and those two females were in the bunch. So they ended up at Kellogg's Baby's house, and that's where the bobtail come in. If, if on paperwork now, they might be 164th mountain curve blood in them. Okay. Uh, over the years, you have line bred, I think is the proper term. Line bred these dogs to be bigger and more suit you, correct? So you, they've gotten bigger well, over the line, years. Oh, and I do inbreed. Uh, occasionally, one of the best crosses I ever had was a brother sister cross. But yes, sir. Uh, half brothers, half sisters. Uh, they say that they either really good or really bad. Well, I've, I've had really good luck, and a lot of people. I had a guy tell me one time I, bur- 
I prayed a, a dog back to his daughter. That's Sardis Carlson. Hell. I said, is he? He said, yeah, I raised five puppies out of them. And none of them was, none of them was great. First off, you've you got to have a number to pick from. You can't say five and stop. Well, if he had raised 30 more, the next 30 he raised might have been super. He, he didn't have a big enough quantity. He didn't have enough quantity to have a, a picking from, you know, like, a, like say, well, you know, I raised the black dog out two red dogs. Yeah, and that, I raise that occasionally, you know? Yes, sir. But you might raise the next 50, might all be red. You can't say, well, I'm going to raise, put two red dogs together and raise black dogs. Uh, you got to you got to use a little bit of common sense. Yes, sir. I'm with you. Now, when you first started, you started with that, that male dog named Smoke and these two yeah. females. Did you outcross very often at the beginning to try to get... No. So you, no. I assume you dread, bred daughter to father and mother to son, and then once they started coming, you got into cousins and so on. Yeah, pretty well any way you can, tight, tight bread, you know. And, and, just, and I always stand in the, in the same... Tight family. You've got to watch, and you cannot use anything that's not close to perfect. You just, of course, you can get them perfect. That's what what I'm still looking for. But you can't breed anything with a fault, especially in a line bred, inbred family or something, because you're going to get, if you do, you're going to get a bunch more of it. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, out of all the breeding you've done, did you ever figure out like a mother or a dad, daughter, or did you ever find a consistency that seemed to be a better ratio in that aspect? Well, I, I like, I'm strong on the mama side, usually. I'm not saying that's the right one. Like a half-brother, half-sister cross off the same mama is always worked good for me. One of the best crosses I had was a half-brother, half-sister cross. I throwed 17 dogs out of that one cross, and it was all. Not only they was nice, nice dogs, they were super reproducers. One of them was a dog I sold out to pay. He raised all the champ dogs over in Arkansas. He raised another dog. I went to a guy in Missouri that flew the squirrel dogs. Uh, his name was Slip, Slip of Mind right now, but... I got you. So, so you always liked half brother, half sister. I like a half brother, half sister cross. Do you think that the the have you noticed anything? Which all this is opinion and speculative, but do you think that they get more traits from their mama or their dad, or or have you noticed anything like that? My opinion, they get traits from both sides. It's a fifty fifty. I I can't tell any difference, but. You know, a lot of people say, man, your females dominate your puppies. Uh, A lot of people, oh, your males are not. I'd rather breed to a good male. Don't worry about the female. Just breed to a good Well, you better breed a super nice female to a super nice male. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying you was breeding the best to the best. The best to the best. I mean, the... And, and look forward all the time. That's where these people that keep seeing you know, don't get me wrong. I've had I've had super dogs, you know, uh, the old slick dog that daddy to uh, Wade Hildebrands. I think he's worth 
one word I'll check it a couple of times. He's fill, fill up a book thing there what he's won. Uh, yes, sir. This dog, he called him Diesel. Yes, sir. But people say, why didn't he save semen off of that dog? Man, I, I'm looking for something better, you know? I'm looking for the next. I'm looking for him suit up a little bit more, you know? That's, I'm going to go forward. <laughs> yeah, so you've never had a dog collected then? No, never. Okay. All right. So how does the line of dogs that you have, how do they hunt? Do they hunt by nose, sight, ears, or all? All. Super big noses on them. Anything can tree a squirrel. And a lot of this stuff trees them by sight or something red hot. But the, the difference between a real squirrel dog is a dog that work a bad, bad track up that's been gone quick. They can't mess around on it. they got to be quick. Get over there and get treed. Big winged noses. They, dogs that can wind squirrels and tree squirrels and other dogs don't even know in the woods. Uh, that's, that's the kind of dogs you can go out here and kill these 60, 70 squirrels a day with. Super nose makes the difference. I, I want them digging. If he's not digging when he leaves throwing leaves, I don't want it. If he's not a natural starting dog, I've never trained a dog in my life. When I started, if I turned them loose, Run loose. They didn't start training. I start killing game to them. They didn't stay. Uh, that's the reason I still do that. I've still never trained a dog. I turn them loose, and when they start training, I then I start shooting the meat to them. <laughs> if I have to walk him, I call him a walk and talk dog. You have to walk him and talk to him. Get on in there, boy. <laughs> Get that squirrel. Get on. There. I ain't going to crawl. So you don't like to walk dogs over squirrels. Walk and talk. Why do you want a dog like that? You quit walking, he quits hunting. I, I agree with you. I, I'm just saying. I I have seen a feist or two. I'm not saying your line, but I have seen a feist or two that you had to walk. But you like them to get gone. Get How deep do these dogs hunt? Well, some of them are going there pretty deep. Now, there's old squirrels. Me and Shane was last year. We had a bad, we had a down squirrel here. We had Making the same round, we usually kill 30 to 45 on, with killing 10 or 12, 600 yards. That's pretty well max. Uh, I got you. So so they're not hunting under your feet. Normally not in sight, or do they uh, cut the woods no, up in sight? Uh, we hunt them, we turn them out. If, if they head north, we take off that direction. and We're not taking off trying to make them hunt. We're taking up cut the distance. When they go in there 300 yards and treat, well, we already walked in there 100. So we're, we cut the distance a little on them, you know, put put a few more squirrels out on them. Yes, sir. Well, I didn't know if, if they hunted and checked all around you 360 degrees and then started moving out or if they kind of gone out of sight at the beginning. No, they go, they move on. I mean, I mean, they go on now. Don't get me wrong. When he leaves out in the front of you, wide open, and he's gone, you say, well, he might tree off to your right 200 yards or 300. You know, he then made a, made a big loop or winded something. And, uh, yeah. It's not just a strictly a straight line. I don't, I've never kept nothing in straight line. Uh, that gets you in trouble. Uh, yes, sir. Real easy to breed that into a line of dogs. The straight lining? Straight liners. I mean, they, they don't have a left or a right. They're, they're not incapable of going left or right. They just got to go 
one degree on the couples, that's all they go. And you see that? There's quite a few dogs now that's, that's got that bred into them, you know. Yes, sir. People come down here and hunt. I, you know, I don't know, first off, they say, oh, if I had squirrels like y'all got, I could kill those big numbers. Well, yes, sir. We tell them to come down. We want to go hunt with them. We like to see dogs, good dogs, you know. But they find out that's not really the case. Uh We've had people that come they come in here and hunt, and some of them never take the dog back out of the box at, at lunchtime. <laughs> you done embarrassed them? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I, I don't know what's wrong with them. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're wanting to rest their dog, or they just maybe think our dog hunts a little better without theirs. Maybe a bit. I had a buddy. His name is Jimmy Neighbors in North Carolina. Great guy. He come down here with a pretty high part dog. Been winning some hunts. Five dog. And we we went hunting. And at lunch, we come in, eat a little lunch here at the house, stuff like that. Unloaded our dogs out of my turn pins and went to load dogs up. I said, "Get your dog, put him in the right side of the box." There, he said, "I'm not taking taking him back." I said, "What?" He said, no, I've had enough. I said, what? He said, I, did, I can't remember what he did for him. Pretty big money. And he mm-hmm. says, uh, he'll never be hunted again. I said, what? Yeah, I'm going to sell him. Yeah, I'm going to get him home and sell him. He said, I, I found out what I'm looking for. And he he actually come down here. Uh, dog is good a dog as I ever raised. He bought her when she was 11 months old. She went on and made a super dog. 15 hour drive to his house. He brought her back, bred her to my dog, my main stud dog, and that was the cross the slick dog was out of. Uh, the Your slick dog or the triple slick traveler? My slick dog. Daddy, he's the daddy of the diesel and the traveler and the postman dog. What was that Jip's name? Do you remember? Uh, her name was Sissy. Sissy? She's a red and white trim gift. That's where the white trim come in from. Did he comp hunt her? He did. Took her with a... It was a dog over... Her, I remember the dog's name was Brandy. And the guy nicknamed the co-hunter or half-owner was Tree Luke. And I think he's dead now. But he drawed her on. She had a bunch of big titles on her. And he drawed her at a hunt. And... Uh, at the end of the hunt, they wanted to know what kind of dog he was hunting. He said, what kind of dog is that? And he put it on pretty bad. <laughs> I got you. Did he keep that dog till it died? Or? Until she died. I got you. Now, are these dogs, I know that some are and some aren't, but in general speaking, are these dogs tight, tight to the tree, or they come off a tree and look up, or, or how does that work? Don't look the tree what I've always breathed for you can get occasionally get a dog that, that don't treat up on the tree, but I'm gonna say eighty five percent of them is feet on the tree. I got you. Now, oh. obviously, if you let them get away with it, they'd probably be a little looser. But see, and that's a, I'm not a dog trainer. I don't have a shot collar. I don't have nothing. People do this, do that. What I got is pretty well natural ability. He, he does it on his own. Uh, I don't even have a dog jump on the tailgate that shows you how good a dog trainer I am. But if you come there and go hunting, I guarantee you I got a squirrel dog. 
Yes, sir. Have you ever heard of anybody hunting anything besides squirrel or coon with your line? No, like most of like some people uh, use them hog hunting because uh, they're really they're really good about grabbing a hog, nipping a hog, and staying out of his way like getting cut. I've never had a dog cut by a hog. Real athletic. And that's not the case for these bigger dogs. But two months ago, we went down there on a bad hog. Had a boy with a mountain cur dog killed about 45 minutes. Well. Coon, uh, they will treat bears. i got a guy in northern Fort Arkansas. He's bought about five puppies now. The person he had, I think she treated five, five to eight bears by herself. Dang. That's pretty good for a... Uh, oh, he was not wanting to tree bears. No, he wasn't wanting to tree them, huh? So he went to tree squirrels and ended up a bear in a tree. With a bear. Another guy, so he rode a mule and he had a little mud in fire. He was up in northern Arkansas and he said, he's going to tree him. Boy, he's really sounding good on that. I bet that's what the market do on a time a minute, man. He said, that mule didn't want to go. <laughs> I think I'd be uh, leashing and moving on pretty quick. Really? I know we have some, a few over here in the Delta, but we don't have a season for them. I know I've, I've got a cousin that has a place down there in the Delta, and he's actually had some on his trail camera, and he called the biologist or whatever it is, and they track them somehow, and they gave him the name of it and said it was actually the biggest one they had on record. But I tell you what, it'll make you think before you walk in the dark going deer hunting. Oh, yeah. Yes. Down here, what makes you think walking in the dark is big pole holes about five inches deep sticking out on both sides. Yeah, that we got some we got some hogs, but we you know I don't think we have near the population y'all have. So we got pile of them. <laughs> well, I hope we don't get that many. Let me put it like that. But my boy with the height, my youngest son. I got I got one son, Lane Mullins, little Edmonton. Tennessee. I got one Chance Mullins. He lives he lives here. He's twenty eight. Not one in Tennessee. He's forty eight. But the baby, as I call him, he killed 28 hogs with a muzzleloader or high-powered rifle last year. Just deer hunting, or was he actually hog hunting? No, he deer hunting. Mm, y'all got a problem. 28 hogs, yeah. <laughs> we got him, buddy. I mean, we got him. Uh, and he spin them out. You get them pretty well. Knock down what you think, and they right back. You know, there's there's people up and down places. Yes, sir. Well, let's get back to these mullins. What's your favorite dog you've ever seen go? Can you name it? The favorite dog that I've owned? It, it, it can be anybody's that you've ever seen. We can actually do both. What's the favorite mullins you've ever owned? And then next, we're going to do the favorite that you've ever seen go. Probably my, my favorite dog was the old sleep dog. He just, he was, had it all. 
oil produced himself a gun, had a head full of sense. I mean, uh, drove good dogs and all. Uh, and Wade Hildebrand's got a dog over there called Diesel. The son out of him, that he is probably be about the best thing you've ever seen hunt. Especially uh, squirrel hunting. You know, I, I know he's won a bunch of competitions. Yes, sir. He's won several world championships. He won a bunch of stuff. He, yeah, he, oh, but he's a squirrel dog. I mean, he he's no nonsense squirrel dog. You can kill squirrels or uh, get tired of killing. I had a buddy that we got separated one evening. Alan Todd was hunting with, with Wade, and I was hunting with Shane. And our dog got separated, and he said, I was actually dragging my shotgun when I got back to the truck. He said, I had it by the strap, I had it unloaded, and he said, I was just sort of dragging it behind me. He had too many squirrels, huh? He said, I said, I could put it to my shoulder. I think we had 72 in the picture that evening. Wow. So you, you, you're Shane Mason and Wade Hildebrand's cameraman? Is that what you're telling me? No, no, I don't do much work for <laughs> Well, I'm always seeing these squirrels laid on these trees. Yeah, they like to take them free pictures. I, I went with Wade, me, Wade, my, my son, and his best buddy. We went one morning, 11 o'clock, we had, we, we had 48. We had, it was 12 apiece. Uh, wow. That was, with his, that was with his postman dog, and I took postman's daughter, uh, Mama, I'm sorry, a dog called Pepper. And, uh, and like at 11 o'clock, we had 48. We had to look for a tree long enough to put all up on. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. That It also sounds like uh, you need a lot of shells. Y'all shooting them shotguns and 22s? Uh, I, I carry 22 all the time. I'm the, I guess I'm the mover. If something's in a tree, I'll try to make them move for them. And then the rest of them shoot shotguns. They make shotgun shells. They don't buy them by the case. They buy them by the pallet. <laughs> Hang on now. Hang on now. I want to get this on record. Yep. Does Wade Hildebrand use a shotgun? Yes, he does. <laughs> I seen him trolling somebody not too long ago about using a, anything but a twenty two. Yes, he does. <laughs> a shotgun. Okay, we got this on record from Mr. Jody yep. Mullins. Wade Hildebrand uses a shotgun. <laughs> I've never seen him use a twenty-two. Don't tell that yeah. lie. Come on now. He might have changed in his, in his older years. <laughs> he started riding a horse. Uh, he can't walk anymore. So well, I will say this: I have seen in some videos he's put on Facebook him and his daughter. They're using a twenty-two and they're riding horses. It looks like it's a lot of fun. Him and his dad all ride all. They try to get me to go with riding one. A horse and a motorcycle is exactly the same thing. What's that? No difference. When are you going to get hurt? And <laughs> how bad are you going to get hurt? I'm sure as, bra- as broke as their horses are, they probably put an extra saddle on the back of it and you can just ride double. Oh, he said I, he's got one. He said I can ride him, ride him backwards. Oh, it's funny. I wish we had big big timber like that. It'd be a lot of fun to hunt off of I know. I've never seen a fence. 
show is handy like i said i'd love to be able to hunt off of a horse or a mule i think it'd be a lot of fun but so showstopper diesel and showstopper triple slick traveler are some of the more known dogs in the competition world is there any other dogs out of the mullins line that i don't know about or that you might know about that compete that i don't really know uh like I said, I, I've never competitioned hunt. I, I don't really, the only reason I keep up with them is because they're my hunt buddies, you know. Uh, I'm sure all they are, there's a dog in North Carolina that just won the uh, North Carolina State Hunt and that NSD money hunt. His name is Quickies Leroy Gibbs of Mullins. That's his whole title that boy puts on him. What's the owner's name? Hold on, I'll fly to tell you. Okay. I've got it wrote down here in my big book. I raised him out of the prim female I got. I got a daughter called Miss Prim. Mm-hmm. Actually, she's the litter bait, the traveler, and postman. So the dog, that, that quick dog that just won the hunt, it's mama. It's is... out of Prim, Miss Prim, a female I raised. Uh-huh. And I sold this puppy that boy in North Carolina. Hold on, I'll tell you what that guy's name is. Now, you said Prim was out of the same litter as Traveler? Yeah, she's a litter mate to Traveler. Okay. And a litter mate to Postman. And a litter mate to, I got a dog I call Poison. Super, super nice dog. Throwing sure enough good dog. I got you. Mike London. Mike London. So Mike London's hunting a a dog, a quick dog that's off the most. They call him they call him Quickies Leroy Gibbs of Mullins. I got you. That's a pretty long name. All right, I got a book I keep on all this stuff. He said he called me one seven to twenty one. He said, Hey, I just called Pete about my dog. He said he's a He's just something. He said, he's super. He said, I went up with two guys today with two broke dogs. He said, the first time this dog opened his mouth, he was 779 yards. Heck. He said, uh, guy said, what's he doing? He said, he's treats. He said, will he be there? And he said, he opened his mouth, he'll be there. He said, we walked all the way to him in rough country. And he said, he was blowing the top out of the tree and had the squirrel. Heck. But he said, that ain't the best part. He was just a big I don't know how old he was. He, I don't even think he was, maybe, maybe it wasn't even a year old. And uh, he said, we killed him. We had to kill him 15, 16, 17 squirrels. He said he treated every one of them by himself but one. Sounds like a heck of a dog there. Yeah. He's making some money hunts from him. He was a dog, the MSDA dog of the year in the money hunts. And won the North Carolina State Hunt. He's a red with white trim dog, looks like his mama. He's in the back of full cry, I can't remember. He was in the back of the full cry la- last month at the yeah, month before. Yeah, he is. He's on page 80 of the May full cry. Page 80 of the May 2022 full cry. Full cry. Okay. 
Like for the people that listen in the future, they this is 2022. And he's an NKC, uh, NC Hunt Champion North Carolina State. Nice. Sounds like a heck of a dog. So that that's three pretty notable dogs out of the Mullins for sure. That that have competition hunted. And the only reason I say that is I guess that's how dogs get their name out there is is competition. You know. It, it is. Uh... And like I say, I've I never done any of it, and I'll give you the reason. I, I, I thought I was, all right, yeah, I'll do this. I went to hunt, drawed out with a guy that morning, super nice guy, and then that evening I drawed out, and I didn't know anything about the rule book, but I knew he was a crook, and I knew I was getting hoodooed, and one of the guys, the, the guide, was riding with me, and when he got back in the truck that evening, he said, listen, he said, everything that guy done was wrong. But, he said, nothing he done wasn't out of the rule book. He said, everything he done was legal. So he was He said, it ain't right. Yeah, he said, it wasn't none of it right. And he said, I wouldn't take his dog. He said, I wouldn't have a hundred of them for your dog. But he rode he rode my dog and won the hunt off of her. Forty something dogs in her. Dang. Yeah, that them rules. You know it Well this dog was a babbler he had. He babbled all the time. He babbled here and then he babbled there and he babbled anytime you was in the air where there's a squirrel at he babble, babble, babble. Second my dog sat down to tree that squirrel first her first bark at him out he all tree my dog. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough situation there. But on the other side of the coin, I mean, now day and time, I guess there's Facebook and internet and all. But other than that, I don't know that it's the correct way. But that's how most people judge how good a dog is is by if it's winning. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, and I don't know that that's the right way. I'm just saying that's how people, you know, judge a good dog from a bad dog in their opinion. It's a good time, you know, when that stop clock comes on, I, I'm a competitive person also, but there's a difference in being competitive and not not doing the right thing, if you will. That's exactly right. I, I like going to, when they have these hunts around here and stuff, I'll go, shoot, I'll spend the day, buy raffle crickets, have a good time and bull session. It's a lot of fun. I like going, you know? Yes, sir. What about how have you noticed a difference in the way hunting's been since you started in the seventies to now? Uh, other than technology, I mean, is there anything in particular that 
stands out to you? Maybe the way dogs hunt or anything like that? Well, now, like I say, all the technology is unbelievable now, what these guys use. I, I don't think in the old days we hunted as hard and stuff as we do now with all the internet stuff. And, uh, we put all those pictures up. And I'm saying we and other people too. You know, we, we put those big pictures up and people are in it all and, and, and the haters show well, how the world can you know, use all those squirrels and what are you going to do with them? Every one of those squirrels is this process. Somebody wants them, you know. And uh, you're going to kill all the squirrels in the country. Well, I, I hunt the same woods. And I kill eight, nine hundred squirrels practically every year uh, until the squirrel have a dial. They'll have a, we'll, about every seven or eight years, we'll have a dial. We'll have a really a low mass crop and we'll have a low number, but the next year it'll bounce right back, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, if your dog trees, what's the limit in Arkansas? We kill 12 squirrels a piece in Arkansas. And the season's open now. Our season's open May the 15th. Until the end of February. Yes, sir. I'm I'm pretty jealous of that. In Mississippi, it comes in October 1st till February 28th, and then there's a 15 day in May for us. But I'd love for it to come in. It actually is May 15th to June 1st. I wish ours yeah. kept on going. But so, do you hunt all year long? I do not hunt any in the summertime. You don't hunt any in the summertime. Now, oh, I wait through the weather. In fact, I had puppies that was going to be picked up last Friday. I weaned the chip from them Thursday evening and was going to get the shot the next evening. I went out there Thursday night about 9 o'clock to check on them, make sure they had good fresh water. And I had one snake dip in the pen. A big, fat, beautiful puppy. Black, big, square headed sucker. And it, it took him. it took him. Four hours to die, but that was a, it was a miserable fighting for him. I was, ho- I was hoping he don't make it, but he didn't, that's in the yard. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Now, when you are hunting, do you do y'all kill them all, or if y'all have so many squirrels and y'all tree so many? Like, if you tree ten, are you killing every other, or if we, it's no, we, we kill them as we get to them. Okay, I didn't know if you. Uh, if you was like, man, I know we're going to tree a bunch. I'm not going to kill but every other today. And if that's, you know, tree 20, you kill 10. Wade and hunting in the summer. They'll hunt when it's 105 degrees out there. I mean, they're tough. Yes. Uh, they don't hardly kill any squirrel in the summer. They'll just kill just something to the dog, you know, every occasion. I got you. They hunt a bunch of alligator country, too. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty scary there. I got you. I had a few more questions for you. One of them was, how often are you breeding dogs right now, this day and time? How often do I breed? Yes, sir. I mean, is this still a, a busy time, or are you slacking off? Or? Yes, it's a busy time. I always stay booked on puppies. I don't raise any winter-type puppies anymore. I've got, I just, uh, we're in the duck hunting pretty big over in the Delta, but so I don't want to have to get out and feed them puppies every morning and every night. And uh, so I cut out the, this 
winter was the first year I'd done it. Don't want puppies dying, heat bug going out all over something. Yes, sir. A lot of people think I run a puppy mill. I don't. The pepper dog out here, one of the best dogs I've ever seen. I've raised two litters off of her. She's probably nine years old. Uh, that's the gator. That's the mama to the traveler dog and postman and poison and prim. And I just don't run with them, you know. But the good crosses, the ones that re- I really like, I just keep making that. I make that same cross. I don't experiment on them. Any, you know, I don't move them to a different stud. Yeah. Uh, when I hit, hit one that really clicks, I stay with it. The old dog, you know, just old retired dog, I, uh, I give them a home to the guy, you know, unless I got a good friend or something that wants to take one of them and hunt them, you know. Yeah. Now, at what age does a puppy have to, do you raise puppies as far as starting them or are you just breeding? No, I can't. I can't ever keep anything long enough to start. Uh, <laughs> if I keep something that's for me, I'm not going to sell it. Uh, I, I, for a long time ago, don't put a price on something because there's, there's crazy people out there, too. You know? Yes, sir. Now, when you're raising a puppy, at what age does it have to be doing something before you just move on? Me? Yes, sir. I'm going to give one a chance because uh, the one of the best dogs I've ever seen in my life never got off the porch until he's 15 months old. And run loose every day of his life. And, uh, but when he started, he started like a, a gangbuster, too. But I've had a lot of good starting young dogs. And when I say young, I'm talking, I'm talking about trend wild squirrel. I'm not talking, when I say trend, I'm not talking about. Barking at something at a cage or barking at a dead squirrel on the end of the cane pole. I'm talking about yeah. treeing squirrels, wild squirrels. It's not turning loose in front of it. I've had them start a bunch of them before this four months old. Nice. But you, you're going to give them a chance, so. Yes. Especially when they're bred right, and I know it. And my son had a little dog here. Uh, her name is Piper. You see her in a bunch of them pictures from down there around Texarkana, Louisiana area. She's got a half of a white face. Uh, Nine months old, I seen her lay on the front porch and just perk her ears up when a squirrel went across the yard at nine months old. Hmm. I told my boy, I said, your your dog's never going to, I said, I don't even think she's ever going to treat a squirrel. At 15 (laughs) months old, he sold her for $3,500. Wow. That's how quick he wanted to come on. I mean, his girlfriend wanted to run in here a few days after that nine months old deal and says, Piper, get a gun. Piper's treated a squirrel out here. I said, no, I went out there and she both feet on a tree tree and every breath. Nice. Spit them out faster. I got you. So you said that you have a list, always have a puppy list. So is it stay pretty pretty busy, or do you make sure that it's full before you breed? No. I, I take a list. These, a lot of these people will book a puppy knowing I'm not going to raise anything for five or six months, you know. Uh, and, and I have been at as far as three years behind sometimes. Uh, well. Wow. I, I just try. I don't want to get that far behind, but, but sometimes I do. But I usually stay six months to a year behind, something like that. 
I got you. At what age do you normally wait to start breeding dogs, trying to see if they're going to reproduce? Do you have an age limit? I never breed anything before they're at two years old, if not maybe a little bit older. Okay. So almost three or older is what you're saying? Yeah, two, two and a half, three years old is what what I really like. And even the dogs that I'm hunting really hard and not going to breed, I still want to raise, I want to raise a litter of puppies off of them when they're two or three years old, even if I might not raise any to their six or seven years old. But it just makes, I always, it seemed like to me it's made them easier for them to have puppies later on in life, you know. Now, that's male and female, or do you have different for... No. A male, I'll breed a male a lot younger than I'll breed a female. Okay. If I got a male here I really like, I might breed him when he's, when he's a year old. Okay. If I'm, if, I, if I'm really, really... I got a male down here now, a male puppy. I'm pretty well... I'm stuck on him. And, uh, <laughs> he's a... He's gonna he's gonna be something on the future. He'll probably be my last firehouse dog. Now, do you have to? What does a dog have to do to show you that you want to breed it? Or is it just a thing that you're gonna try one time and see what it works? Yeah, yeah I want. I, show me first off. They got to meet my standards, and, and I've got pretty high standards on a dog. You know, big mouth, big motor. Want to smart? I want them smart every week. Somebody calls me, never fails at least one or maybe more. Hey, it's the smartest dog I've ever had in my life. I've had dogs for 50 years. Just so one last week, one of them puppies that thanked me, he had one for 15 years. and They've had squirrel dogs their whole life. Him and both his brothers, he's about 55 years old, the best. The best that he's ever had. He he was fifteen when he died, and hunted him, hunted him last year. Hey, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, my brother had one. If 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 he'd have been three months older, he'd been twenty two when he died. Dang, that's an old man, uh, wasn't he? I kept one. The old Tuck Light dog died. He was eighteen when he died. Slick and Pup, the two dogs that see a lot of them squirrel fever videos. They was both of them was fifteen when they died. Huh. Now, how often are you hunting during during? Like you said you don't hunt during the summer, so I assume you start in October, November. Oh, November, late November, right. around Thanksgiving. You. How often are you hunting when you start hunting? Well, I'll hunt. Like say every day if I find somebody to hunt with. Uh, down here you got to have a. It, it, it's hard on two people to hunt. You, you're not going to kill a lot of squirrels. Timber's so big, and you got to pull vines and I'll make a move. But you got a couple people with you, three of you, you can do pretty good. But I like to hunt three times a week or four times a week, whatever I can get something like say somebody to go. Yeah, are y'all hunting one dog at a time? Or y'all t- cut multiple dogs? I want, I want everybody to have a dog in the race. If you come down here, I want you to hunt your dog. I'm going to hunt my dog. We'll get another buddy. We'll Shane or whoever. Well, they going to hunt a dog. I want, I want all of them out there to where they can sort of compare to each other, you know? Yeah. In that situation, 
do y'all go to the first one that treed, or do y'all walk to them closest to farthest? How does that work? We kill them as we jump to them. If, they, if we've got three dogs blow out there and it's one at 100 yards, one at 200, one at 500, we go to one, two, three, five, you know. Okay, I didn't know if, if one at 200 treed, and as y'all was walking to it, the one treed right in front of you, if y'all went on past it to the one that treed first, or if y'all went ahead and knocked that one out. We make it easy on us. Them dogs gonna stay treated. We ain't gonna have to. We ain't gonna have to worry about any time on them. Are y'all tying on the tree? No, I never tie a dog at a tree. You never tie a dog at a tree. Now, do you? Do y'all let them back each other? Do what now? Are you letting them back each other? I, I, I'm not understanding. Are you letting them back each other? Like a uh, tree on the same tree? Yes. Okay. Uh, these dogs, uh, you'll never have any trouble with dogs. I've got videos of three male dogs treeing together, dogs walking under each other, and one walk under the other bed where he's standing tree with feet right beside him. And uh, you'll never have any growls, any fight. Well, I was just really asking because... Obviously, you're pleasure hunting, but I didn't know if you hunted anybody that... You said you hunt with Shane and Wade. You know, they competition hunt, and they really probably don't want their dogs back, and I didn't know if y'all if they tried to yeah. keep them from that. A lot of people don't. Yes, sir. So, how many dogs do you have at your house right now? Bunch? Uh, Couple. Down their head on the place, I've got 25. 25. Now, how many pup does do you, do you keep... A certain amount of old dogs. Yeah, I'll keep. I'm not. I'm not counting any puppies. I don't have any puppies right now. I got two young dogs. That's twenty-five head of big dogs. Yeah, twenty-five big dogs. Okay. Now, are they all yours, or do you partner, or how does that work? Yeah. Well, Shane has got a male dog up here. Shane Mason. He raised that. Shane that raised my dog probably fourteen, fifteen years. Called him Swagger. Uh, he's an escape artist, and he raised him out of my old dogs. And he's, uh, you he, can't keep him up. I mean, he just can't, he can't be kept up. But I had some nice kennels built, uh, out there in Fordyce, built some J-Lags up off the ground. Uh, they got, like, uh, bull panels, tops on them. Yes, sir. Uh, they can't chew out or dick, nothing. I mean, he's there, you know. And so I kept him, I brought him up here to use him in, uh, about four years ago, and he's been here ever since. I got you. So other than that, the rest of them are yours, or do you partner? Yes, they're all mine. Okay. Well, right now, Shane got a few people he's breeding, uh, but they're all mine. Now, I don't know if you want to say it, but do you keep up with an average about how many puppies you have a year? I don't keep up with it. I got you. Those four I sold last weekend was the first puppies I've had this year. Hmm. I got you. I didn't raise, like I didn't breathe anything for winter or early spring cold puppies. Yes, sir. Just too hard. It's too hard on the old man. If somebody wanted to buy a pup, how would they go about getting on the list or getting a hold of you? I don't know 
if you want to put that out there or really what you want to do about that. Yeah, people people call me all the time and get on the list. Well, do you want to do you want to put that out there right now, or do you want me to edit this out? It, it don't make any difference. Well, to me. Uh, t- tell us how to, how to get a hold of you uh, to get on a list. All right. Uh, I've got a house phone. Don't have a cell phone. It's one eight seven zero five seven four zero nine six three. And I'm retired, so you can call pretty well any time. Okay. And I'll, I'll try to get you fixed up quick, quick as I can with the. Yes, sir. So with the best cross I can. So primarily by telephone. There now I know y'all have a Mullins Feist Facebook page, and I also know you don't have. I don't think you have a computer either, do you? So I don't have a computer. Don't have a cell phone. So it's safe to say you don't have Facebook. Oh, yeah. Phone, phone is how to get to the... Yes, sir. So phone's by how to get with you. And, and I think I heard that Shane also responds to messages for you on the Mullins Facebook he, page. He does. I don't want people to think I've got a, a computer. They go on there and they'll ask me something and he'll go on there and tell them to call me or something, you know. Well, I, I had sent you to try to line this up an email, and I was like, I don't. I heard you didn't have a phone. I was like, well, or a, a cell phone or a computer. So I was like, I better call you and see if you was interested. That's oh, people get a cell phone right now with a house phone. I have to take a house phone with me when I go use the bathroom. So if <laughs> I had a cell phone, I never would get nothing done. You know. Oh, I understand. I understand. It's uh, it's it handicaps us, but technology sure is nice. It's handy. Oh, I, I work up with a computer every day. I I've been got burned out. Everything I've done was on the computer. I said, the day I retire, if I make it to January the sixth, I'm never going to open a page on a computer or look at a computer again. <laughs> yeah, that was years ago, and I haven't. Yes, sir. Well, I tell you what, I don't, I don't know that I could go back to hunting like you do without a Garmin. I like to know which direction they are. And well, I've seen one time in my life. I've always said that if I've got a dog too stupid to come back find me, I don't want him anyway. Let him get gone. <laughs> so, if I've got one that goes so far. That I gotta go in there and track him in there a half a mile so far ahead. But just let him tree, he'll eventually come back. I'm going hunt this direction, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I had a dog dig down in fact put the pepper chip. She dug down in a hole, dug herself in, and I had to cut roots with a pocket knife and chop with a pocket knife. Got myself down in the hole with my feet sticking out and I had two guys get a hold of my boots. I finally got her by a hind leg, and they drug me out holding on to the dog, and I, she had been sealed herself in. Hey, how'd you... But she had been dead. If, if, if a guy hadn't been right there and seen her go in that hole, it would have been over with. She had been dead. Well, I was wondering how you how y'all saw her go. I guess y'all saw her go in. That makes sense. I seen. Yeah. I saw not too long ago a logging company had cut open a tree and there was a some sort of 
I don't know, it might not even been real, but it looked like a dog had got stuck in a tree, maybe a coon dog, when it in a hollow tree. Every time you turn a dog loose, anything can happen. I mean, that's some strange stuff can happen. Uh, my buddy from North Carolina come down here, honey, bought that really good deal that he had, old sissy down here. And we just hunted in the woods. I mean, we just wide open woods. And she come back and I said, good dog, Jimmy. I said, oh, take call your dog. Man, it looked like you'd hit her across the front of her chest and her leg with a machete. Dang. You could see that big giant vein running up and down her leg. I mean, we took her to the I said, oh, just go. We got everything loaded, took her to the vet, and the vet said, hey, if it nicked that right there, that artery, said, she'll never come back to you, you know, unless you're standing right there looking at her. She said, she'll bleed to death in two or three minutes, you know. Heck. And I still don't know what she's cut on. I, I can't imagine how how she was cut there. Well, no fences, no, just woods, you know. Yes, sir. Uh, had to be a sharp, a sharp stick or something, you know, broke or a piece of a tree fell out or something. I, I ain't got any idea. But where his son, he done drove 15 hours down here to hunt about a week. Had a dog laid up. Yeah, that's a tough situation to drive that far. And your dog hurt. Yeah, I got, I mean, a, a sure enough nice dog. Oh, uh, she only raised two litter of puppies her whole life. That was really sort of a waste, but. Yes, sir. I, I got some good ones out of it. Well, I got one last question. Is there one hunting story that sticks out to you that you'll never forget? And you might not have one. I just thought I'd ask, you know. Cody, I've had so many super squirrel hunts. There's just so many of them. I, I guess one of the best ones was when I was telling you about my buddy was dragging his gun with Wade. Yes, sir. We, we was in squirrels that evening. is the best I've ever seen. I mean, had had some young people with us. And it was it, it was a show. I mean, it was it was actually we had to have two trucks to put all the squirrels on side by side. Yeah. You know, we have a good time, uh, no drinking, no cussing much. Yes, sir. And, uh, you take, we take kids with us, young people, and, uh, and just have a big time. That's what it's about for me. It sure is. It sure is. Well, Mr. Jody, I think I've kept you long enough, and this is all about you. Is there anything I missed that you'd like to talk about on these dogs or that you'd like to talk about in general? Man, I told you I don't know anything like me. I just, I just like for everybody to, to have a good dog, you know, have, have a real dog uh, and, and give you uh, something to sort of set your goals to. You know, people say, well, that that dog, he's he goes too far. This don't go far. No, just have a really a good one and one you can really enjoy and have pleasure with. Uh, Take the kids, take the grandkids. That's what it's about to make it. It's made a puppy that has a good chance of making a really a nice dog out there. There's so much junk out here, people. And I hear it every week. It's just nightmare stories, you know. Yes, sir. I've been put, I've been put two years in this dog, and he won't even bark up a tree. Uh, he'll tree a squirrel, but he won't bark. I feel sorry for these people because they've just spent about two hundred, three hundred dollar puppy and got all that time and effort in him and don't have nothing, you know. Yeah. 
I'm with you. One one thing I didn't well, ask you know, is well, no, you, you gonna have a few of them, that's for sure. Yes, sir. One thing I didn't ask is is what do you have a set price for a puppy? Or do you does that vary? I get, I get, I get five hundred dollars a puppy. Five hundred a puppy. Okay. I didn't know if different crosses varied in price or no, male, female, different crosses don't make uh, don't make make any difference. But five hundred a puppy, and at this moment, do you have an idea of how far you're out? Today is June the sixteenth of twenty twenty two. Would you have an idea? Probably out about five or six months. Five or six months in June the sixteenth of twenty twenty two. Now, if you listen to this in twenty twenty three and. Mr. Jody's still fooling with these dogs. That time might be different. I hope I'm still kicking. Well, I hope you are too. And that's the reason I got you on here is we had several requests for you. And, you know, if this stuff isn't documented, then it just gets lost. Two sons and neither one of them is going to take this over. So uh, I don't know who will end up with these these dogs. Yes, sir. Well, you know. It, I hope that somebody do them justice, you know. I got you. Well, if everybody enjoyed the same thing, you know, everybody drive the same truck and live in the same kind of house, hunt, <laughs> hunt the I same dog. I, people, I, I got a buddy. He, he likes these little, I call them yip-yip dogs. You know, yip-yip-yip-yip-yip. <laughs> he, he just loves it. Is that, what is that, Atomic Feist? Yeah, <laughs> Uh, little old red hair, like I call him, and uh, he loves it. He wants to watch them. And he wants to hear that little high pitched yelp. Well, I think I, I find a great man hang myself if I hate listening to that all the time. You know. <laughs> well, it takes all kinds. It takes it all does. kinds. I love people don't want hunting up the big dog. You know, I, I, I'm an old, old fella. I remember I was raised with hunters in Tennessee. I know what they look like, you know. Yes, sir. Big old rough-looking son of guns, fifty-five, sixty-pound female, weigh forty, forty-five. Could do a little bit of everything. A tree a squirrel, tree a groundhog, tree a some of everything, you know. But they was a master at none. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, then they've changed them over the years to. Some of these suckers are squirrel dogs now. I mean, they changed it to practically overnight, you know. Yes, sir. I think Carl Smith was the, was the first one. I actually have tried to get Mr. Carl on. He's still pondering on it, you know. I, a lot of people scared of of the a podcast. It can be used for different things. I'm wanting to get the information out there to the people from the the way the person that like yourself, I want your information told the way you want it told. I'm not trying to to change anything up. It's your words and the way you want it said, you know. And a lot of people that don't understand that think that I might be trying to trick them or or do whatever. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to to put the information out there because, like I said, you know, if if something happens and, and it's not documented. The only people that's going to know us, the people that's the closest to you. And then if they don't document it, then it's going to be lost forever. Oh, yes. So. And, and like, like this kind of dog, somebody could 
could buy these dogs from my wife and say, well, you know, I really like these, but I'm going to cross, I'm going to take this dog right here and cross in with these dogs. Well, they're gone. Well, they're gone. They'll never be the same again. That's it. It's over, you know? Yes, sir. I got you. Like, so just overnight, the whole the whole family can be gone, you know? Well, you, you never know. The most dangerous thing we do every day is getting in vehicles, and you never know. Oh, what are you talking about? It's a, so. you can, I, had a, I had a terrible wreck years ago in Tennessee, but I wonder everybody thought I did when they seen the vehicle. Hey. It can be over in a heartbeat. Yes, sir. I, I, right before we get off the phone, are you still coon hunting anymore? No. no. Gave up on uh, them old coons. The only coons I kill now are, are daytime coons, these dogs, pretty when We trim them pretty well every day hunt, but I've, I've tried to keep these boys unless somebody's wanting them from shooting them out, you know. Uh, yes, sir. You shoot possums out? Because, you know, we're bad on possums. <laughs> Y'all shoot them old possums out? Pretty bad. My boy's a big turkey hunter, my baby boy. Oh, he he hates the possum. He said, that's big predators on the We don't have any turkeys all the day. Possum. We went two different trips last year. Like, we didn't have any big trips. Dozens of most squirrels would kill them. Two different trips, we kill four possums each day. <laughs> Now, do they do your boys hunt with you, or are they just they not really into it? My oldest boy lives in he lives in Lebanon, Tennessee. He's oh, okay. A, he's a, a police officer. Uh, I'm actually, with you. he's a trainer now, police department. I'm he's not you. a big hunter, big pistol shooter. I, I baby hunts all the time. We're in a we're in a police together, and he likes to do all kinds of hunting, deer hunting, hog hunting. He does it all. You ain't got them feist out there retrieving them ducks, do you? Uh, no, but you know what, Stains? Every one of these dogs we've ever fooled with, and most of them, like Shane and Wade, fooled with, every one of them retrieves. I've seen the videos. Yeah, they'll water retrieve. They'll go across water. I mean, if one, uh, I had old dogs swarm some bad water. One fell out on the backside of a big cypress tree, and... Uh, and that guy couldn't believe it. He said, that, I, I said, she heard it when it hit the, hit the water over her, you know? Yes, sir. And man, she went right to that squirrel and swam around behind that tree and come right out with him. Uh, her name was Jolene. I've seen Shane's videos, for sure. Yeah, the male puppy I got in the yard right now, uh, running loose. Uh, running loose sometimes. That sucker retreated. The first time I throwed something for him, he went and got it and brought it right back to me like a lamb. My boy got two lambs. We got a lab, three squirrels, bees, hogs, retrieve every dozen goose you kill. Labs do? You got some labs that's treeing squirrels? Yep. He won't let her, he won't, well, he won't take her in the woods. Scared she'd get killed on a hog. She loves a hog. Heck. He said the hardest thing in the world to kill is a, a black hog with a black hog in it and pitch dark. Going to the duck blind. I said, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know which one you're shooting. Yeah, he, he said, she had about three hogs made up. I couldn't figure out what the hog, what she was, shooting out in front of a ranger, with a headlight off a ranger. Mm. It sounded like it was in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, it's always. 
something happened to her, we're going to have to have a bear. We're going to have to bury my wife, I guess, with her. Oh, Lord. She's a snake killing thing, too, boy. She'll kick five every snake and kill every one of them around. Sounds like you need to start a Mullins lab line. Yeah, these labs is too much training for me. He got this little nine week old one. She'll, she'll retrieve and set and does all kinds of stuff already. Hey, I got you. All these dogs, man, old snakes, these fast dogs, they're fine. It's just bred in them, I guess. They, they hate a snake. Yes, sir. Sling, they have to sling them, sling them, sling them, you know. They real gritty. Most of the fights I've seen is real, real gritty. Yeah, a little too gritty. Some guy even walked up and said, well, you can take away one thing. And I said, I, I make them have a backup switch. I'm like, well, run, run, you know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They don't, they don't know. They think they're as big and as bad as big as four hogs or woods, you know. Yes, sir. It gets them in trouble sometimes, though. You'll have to come over and go hunt with us. We'll show you. We'll show you a little crib. I sure would like to. I might be one of them that only puts my puts my dog back in the box at lunchtime and don't don't get him back out. Ah, uh, uh, we, we ain't hunting enough to do that to you. <laughs> well, I sure appreciate this, Mr. Jody, and, and if you don't have anything else, I'm going to let you go. All right, man. Mr. Jody... I sure appreciate you coming on. We've been on here a while, and we've talked about a little bit of everything, and I really admire the Mullins Feist. I think it's a heck of a dog that you've bred over the years, and, and I really appreciate you sitting down with me. I appreciate being here. I, I just wish I wouldn't surprise you to talk a little more. <laughs> we've had a good time. We had not been breathing in each other's ear anyway. All right. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I do. I appreciate Mr. Jody Mullins sitting inside the time to talk to us. He has dedicated a lot of years to these squirrel dogs, and and some say he's perfected it. After seeing some of the pictures and hearing some of the stories, I'd say he's got some real squirrel dogs on his hands. For those of y'all that enjoyed that, please leave us a comment. Hit us up on Facebook. Likes, shares, subscribes on, on the Facebook. And also leave us a comment on the podcast, whatever podcast app you're using. But anyways, thank y'all for coming. Thank you for the support. Let's keep sharing it. Let's keep getting our friends and involved and growing the Squirrel Dog community. Thank y'all. And as always, enjoy the great outdoors.